Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. My name is Kate Noel, and I'm the host of the show, and I'm back with another solo episode today. I didn't record, or I guess I didn't post an episode last week because my medical saga continues. <laughs> if you are new here, then I have had some health issues, very unrelated, well, unrelated to um, what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, but I ended up getting another sort of like little scary situation happen. Um, I got like a spider bite on my arm that ended up being turning into something bigger than a spider bite. I'm fine now, hopefully. <laughs> I'm just, it's, it's really scary when health stuff happens and I just know that with the past few months, really the past month, my immune system has been down just with everything going on. And so I imagine that's kind of what's been happening with my body, like really trying to focus on self-care these days. I recorded a podcast episode all about that. And that's still like a very big priority to me right now. And I guess now more than ever, my body is really craving and telling me it needs for me to slow down and to do less, which is something I really struggle with. If I'm being honest, I struggle with productivity. I actually got asked, I actually got asked, um, by somebody that I went on a date with, whatever. It was like, what's like your <laughs> like toxic coping mechanism? I think that's how he worded it. I can't remember what he said. And I was like, well, first of all, I'm really glad to say it's not food and like controlling my food and eating disordered eating stuff um, because that would have been mine in the past when I was like, I actually think I cope really healthy. And then I was like, "Mm, but maybe I work too much and I kind of like fill up my, I feel the need to fill up my days and fill up my time. And, And I did that this whole summer with filming and acting and modeling and working and just going and, and trying to really get as much done as I could um, and feeling that productivity, I think I pushed myself a little too much and I, I might be uh, might be a time to settle into a slower season. Um, and actually, this is not something I was going to talk about, but I've been talking about this with some people in my life recently. Um, and how this time of year, so we're, we're approaching, you know, we're in the fall, we're approaching winter, it's l- almost November, November 1st is tomorrow. And I, you know, I, this is a really good time. Not that there's ever a bad time to heal your relationship with food and body, if that's something you struggle with, but now is a really great time because think about it. Everyone is slowing down. Everyone's getting more inward. The food is getting more warm and nourishing and and hearty people are wearing more clothes i mean unless you live in like australia or whatever but like most of us are experiencing colder weather and um people are wearing more clothes and it's kind of like a great time to like environmental wise to heal from whether it's food challenges body image challenges relationship like any of these challenges it's it's one of those it's a very like introspective time of year i would say so if you'd like to join me in um 
self-care and slowing down. I don't know, maybe I'll do something on Instagram, like a little series or something. Um, and we can inspire each other to slow down and tune in and listen to our environment. Like the seasonal foods are so warm and nourishing and people tend, people do eat more and people do like statistically people gain weight in the winter. Um, and it's not because it's just because it's just kind of how it is. We're just moving less and eating more and celebrating more. And, um, that's okay. It's okay to have like comforting times of the year. And it's just kind of like a biological thing that happens to us. It's something that's always been the case. You know, it's kept us survive, like it's kept us alive through the harsh winter months and stuff. So, um, join the club. Let's be average together and um, allow ourselves to slow down, whatever that might mean for you. Anyways, I want to talk about hunger on this episode, um, redefining hunger. I was inspired by a friend of mine's conversation, which is usually how I get inspiration for Take the Cake these days. But I wanted to talk about hunger because I think a lot of people, including myself, when I was struggling with my relationship with food, had this very narrow-minded view of what hunger meant. And really the only thing that hunger meant to me was a very specific physical sensation of hunger in my stomach, like in my tummy. It was that empty feeling. And when I started to heal my relationship with food, I learned that to acknowledge and to appreciate even other types of hunger that I was experiencing. So I thought to talk about it um, because hunger is not just physical. There are obviously physical hunger cues. So in this podcast, I'm kind of going to break it down into like four sections. And look, this is some of this is tangible and, and you can feel it and, and relate to it, I'm sure. And then some of it is more so a little bit more abstract and up in the air. And you got to kind of use your metaphorical mind to think about. So I'm going to be talking about physical hunger, mental hunger, emotional hunger, and then like soul hunger. So physical hunger is something that I feel like is very, for most of us, I would imagine it's pretty easy to identify and to feel and to experience. Like we've all probably experienced hunger. We all have experienced hunger. And it's, you know, our bodies signaling to us that it is time to eat. And that can feel like a lot of things, even in my in my lowest place with food, um, I didn't even recognize all the physical aspects of hunger. Like I said, it was pretty much just when I felt it in like my tummy. Um, but you know, there's so many physical ways that we can tell we're hungry and these can be different for everyone. Um, I personally feel like for me, my, I start to, um, salivate more maybe and stuff smells better and looks better and my stomach obviously growls I don't really let myself get that hungry but my stomach might growl and I feel the grumbles and I might feel a little bit if I get let myself get too hungry I might feel a little lightheaded or I might feel a little low blood sugar or I might feel some brain fog or maybe my head will start to hurt obviously these are things I actively try to avoid feeling by eating every three hours or four hours or so, or whenever I'm hungry, um, or thinking about food, but yeah, physical hunger. I feel like there's, everyone has different, whatever physical hunger means for them. Side note, if you are not finding yourself hungry, 
like physically hungry uh and it's like time to eat like if you wake up in the morning and you're not hungry for breakfast like ever like you just whatever uh that's usually a sign of ad- an adapted metabolism which means it's not necess- it's not really good like it means your body's in fight or flight and um your metabolism is adapted so if you are finding yourself not hungry especially if you're like a woman then um that's something to consider like the solution is to eat more even when you're not hungry so that you can heal your metabolism so that you can actually have the proper like ghrelin leptin hunger hormones going on so that's physical hunger and that's obviously something that we all need to tend to and um like i said i really don't let myself personally get the like physical hunger cues that are you know the the brain fog and like i honestly really hardly even let myself feel physically hungry like i will let i will be physically hungry for food but most of the time i try and be on top of my eating and um i'm like excited to eat my meals and i don't rely on the physical sensations of hunger to prompt me to eat it's like oh if i'm hungry i'm hungry and and look i had an eating disorder for many 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 years and i know the attachment i personally used to feel to physical hunger and it is certainly challenging to like grieve that loss of like the attachment like i understand but I'm so glad I'm not attached to emotionally attached to hunger anymore because or fullness for that matter because I feel so free, so much more free around food. I just feel so much better. Um okay, so next I want to talk about mental hunger. Um so this one I think is really tough for people because it's for whatever reason it's not as validating for a lot of people including myself like to, like I said, it's not like a good enough reason to eat, so to speak. I think it is, and it is, um, but it it's not validating, right? It's not that satisfying hunger that we want to satiate. It's more of like maybe a frustrating hunger, like a mental hunger can be very frustrating for people, including myself it was. But this is when we're thinking about food. This is when we're considering food. This is when someone mentions something that sounds really good to us and all of a sudden we're like, oh, I kind of want to eat. This is when, you know, any any like sort of, you know, this is when we're studying hard. This can also be physical hunger. But this is when we're studying for a test really hard and we're like, wow, I'm, I'm a lot hungrier like after studying for five hours, even though I was sitting in the library and wasn't moving, like I'm, why am I hungry? You know, it's like this mental brain power or just like consideration of eating food, this mental hunger. And mental hunger is something I really, really want to talk about because I want to validate it so much. And the thing about mental hunger, for me at least, was the more I ignored it, the more I realized it came back with vengeance. It was not something that I could just shove to the back of my mind. Maybe I could temporarily kind of like, okay, uh, I really want to eat this, but I'm just not going to eat. It's not time for me to eat. I don't want to eat it. Like I'm going to restrict or whatever I would do. And it would come back with vengeance, even if it wasn't an hour later, but it, it might come back with vengeance like next week or, or tonight or in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping or something like that. Like 
that mental hunger does not go away. I mean, no, I don't think any types of hunger goes away, comes back. It's an energetic response in our body that we can't really distract ourselves from like long-term sustainably. We can't, right? That's why we have to keep manipulating our food and body. And that's why people ultimately aren't happy when they have, you know, food and body challenges. So the mental hunger is something that we need to start. I think as a, as I'm speaking for people with, you know, maybe they don't, they don't let themselves eat when they're mentally hungry. I'm speaking to you that it's very important for you to release the restriction of mental hunger and completely allow yourself to eat, which is very scary for many people because they might feel out of control. They might feel like they want to eat everything in the cabinet. They might eat everything in the cabinet. I don't know what's going to happen. Certainly all these scenarios happened to me when I was going through my stuff, recovery stuff, but it's very important because that mental hunger is, you know, that's a life-affirming hunger. That is like the type that we really need to listen to. I mean, we need to listen to all these, but that's, it's really important. So I wanted to talk about mental hunger because it is absolutely just as valid as physical hunger. And then kind of similar is emotional hunger. And I hear a lot of people talk about emotional eating and I'm not like a clinician. Um, but I will say like, I'm, so tired of people labeling emotional eating as bad because everyone eats emotionally. Like everyone, people eat when they're happy. People eat when they're sad. People eat when they're angry. People eat when they're, um, no, you know, whatever, like any emotion people, we all eat. It's it, eating is an emotional experience. Like I'll never forget in school when I, you know, we come out of the womb, we're crying or we come out of, come out of the our moms were crying and then we stopped crying because we're fed. It's like simple. Like we are emotional human beings and sometimes we need to comfort ourselves with a certain type of food, a comfort food, a meal or something like that. And like, I think for me, when I let myself have that permission, that's when it didn't have like so much power over me. And that's when I was able to not just rely on food to cope with my emotions and instead it was like a tool or it was something that I had more awareness around where I could like okay I'm not going to just eat emotionally tonight and like that's the only thing I'm going to do to try and heal no I'm going to do yoga a yoga class or I'm going to meditate or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to call my mom and yeah I'm going to have some ice cream like that's what I want to do you know that's comforting to me and it was more of like a holistic emotional eating rather than one that was like self-blame and very tunnel vision and kind of primal. It was more like a, a self-care act, you know? Um, so I really, really wanted to talk about emotional eating because, or emotional hunger, because that's something that, again, like all these other things needs to be validated and approached with intention and love. And um, yeah, I think everyone is an emotional eater. I think that calling that saying I'm not an emotional eater would mean you're literally a robot. And like, that doesn't sound very fun to me. It doesn't sound very good. And the last hunger I want to talk about, this one's the one that's a little abstract, but um, it's like a soul level. Okay, hear me out. I believe that our relationship with food, my relationship with food was truly a mirror to all the other realms of my life. It was 
how I approached my primary relationships, my love life, my relationship with my career, I lived so restrictive and small. I kept everything in my life controlled and small and definable and measurable. And I, I, you know, I, I wasn't able to fully relinquish the control anywhere. So with that, with that in mind, I just feel like the overall message of so much of what my restrictive eating and and not listening to my hunger taught me was that I needed to release restriction on a soul, like a soul level. Like I needed to like literally reborn, reborn, rebirth. I needed to rebirth. I needed to just open up. I needed to, you know, I changed up like so much of my life through my recovery. I changed up who I wanted to spend time with, I, my primary relationship, I moved, I, you know, li- am living and trying to live my dreams as an actor, I, I made lots of career changes, I just, I did so much change, I, I, and I just became more open and receptive to receiving, th- like, information in general, and I became also just way more able to like validate myself and feel that self um i feel like i could like literally feed my soul i know that's so cliche but that is something that is so important to understand and i feel like when i had that and i have that overall like message to myself and i'm able to feel like better, I, I was able to feel better about, you know, maybe the extreme hunger that I was experiencing and like the bottomless pit I felt like I was like, okay, Kate, like this is years of you um, not eating. This is years and years of energy, of hunger energy that you have been fighting against that is t- asking of you to f- just fucking eat, like just eat and just be a well-fed woman. And like, that is what I needed at the end of the day, like I needed to eat that food to feel like the like you know I needed to go for seconds and thirds because I needed to like feed my soul and validate myself so I could like reach potential in my life and you know when it comes to like food stuff like I had to focus yes I had to focus on food I had to focus on what I was putting in my body you know like not on a micromanaging level, but on a level that was felt good. I had to redefine my food philosophy. I had to find, you know, what is important to me when it comes to grocery shopping, what's important to me when it comes to social eating, what's important to me when it comes to um, alcohol. Like, you know, do I want to be drinking? Like, I don't know, all these things. And then also, what did I, what can I focus on outside of food that I know like eating will help me to do. Like it'll help me be a better actor. It's gonna help me like be more present in my life. It's gonna help me with my social life. It's gonna help me with my sex life, like all these things. And so I feel like for me, it's like a I had to allow myself to enter into different phases of nourishment, into phases like, okay, I have extreme hunger right now. I don't know when it's gonna end, but if I don't eat, then it's never gonna end, you know? So I have to be in this like rebuilding phase and then maybe you know, like I'm, I'm not in recovery right now from eating disorder, but I'm in recoveries for like the medical stuff I've been going through. I'm on antibiotics right now and I am eating a lot of like probiotic rich foods and like, it's not, 
you know, I'm in more of like a healing nourishment phase of my, of my eating where I'm eating like pretty simple foods that I know my body can digest really well. And I'm eating like lots of like white rice and breads and eggs and butter and kombucha and probiotics and yogurt and whatever. Um, because I just feel like I know that that's what I need right now. And that, that takes time to, to become, you know, able to trust yourself. And I get that. But, um, anyways, I, I hope this episode was useful to you and you found it helpful. I just want you to feel validated in your hunger and know that like, no matter where the hunger comes from, you can redefine it and reframe it. And like, I just want you to make your hunger right. Make it right. Make it correct. Make it a, make it a good thing in any way that you can, or at least make it neutral and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> That's my podcast for this week. Um, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed or whatever. Um, please leave me a rating and a review if you want to. And um, thank, thank you again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye.